Welcome to American Intelligence Media. I'm your host, Douglas Gabriel. I'm here today with Michael McKibben to discuss another amazing breaking news situation that I hope you're sitting down because when you hear this, even after all the things we have brought to light that have been shocking, that have in fact created tidal waves throughout the internet, this one has a tsunami headed straight for Washington. Michael, can you tell us a little bit about what you have discovered in your amazing information data mining with uh, all these people that you're working with to come up with yet another unbelievable aspect of the senior executive service? Yes, Douglas. Hello. How are you? Good. Um, we got another package from um, another group of engineers last night. I started taking a look at it this morning. And I can't tell you whether I'm excited or totally ticked off. It's both at the same time. Because what these people uncovered explains so much about the behavior of our government and the behavior of corporate America. And I'm, I'm, I know I'm talking in big pictures here, but being in business during my lifetime in various modes, selling, developing, uh, training, you, you observe over time a lot of behavior in, in big companies and with government entities and for entrepreneurs, a lot of it doesn't make sense. It's illogical. It's um, haughty. It's um, unfair. And you can see it, but you don't know what to do about it. And so consequently, you just walk away and, and go somewhere else. But what we discovered today or last night, uh, our engineers started taking apart one of the Federal Register reports that the SES puts out, I don't know how often they do it, but this one was for uh, up until the end of 2016. And it was a report titled, The uh, Standing SES Performance Review Boards. And it was a report published in the Federal Register. And we started trying to unpack it and we discovered that we couldn't search it. We Every time we tried to copy and paste it, it, it broke, it, uh, it, it locked up our software, and so we put this out to a number of people to try to unpack. And uh, to cut a long story short, what, what uh, I started getting were these angry uh, telephone calls from these engineers saying, what did you give me here? This is completely screwed up. And these are experienced, very highly experienced people. And uh, very comfortable with document structures and various types of formats and protocols and you name it. And uh, to uh, shorten the explanation, what we discovered was a series of time bombs inside this PDF file that had been registered with the Federal Registry. And specifically uh, surrounding the ability to search this list of 500 names called the SES Performance Review Boards. And it listed all the people in various agencies. And specifically, this board was described as the group within the SES, a standing committee 
In other words, once they are appointed, they just they continue on year after year. That sets all salaries for the SES, which means they set salaries for about 10,000 people. And so when you first look at this report, it looks like it's cross-agency type of committee. And it's, it's very cleverly uh, structured. But after we started unpacking it and started having to retype a lot of the data that had these time bombs in, in the fonts, it appears, uh, we, our engineer kind of shockingly called and said, do you realize that all 500 of these names are Department of Justice? And it's only Department of Justice? And yet the SES uh, spans, what, 25 agencies? Almost uh, I think all you have of a them. Yeah, almost every agency right. is ruled by the SES, correct. Okay, so the, the, uh, the conclusion I drew from my first look at the Federal Register is that's the, the impression was given that this was a performance review pay group that was spread out throughout the SES agencies that they support. But in fact, this report describes 100% Department of Justice SES members control the pay for all federal pay in the United States for the SES. And let's remember that their pay is higher than all the rest of the civil service people underneath them that they're the bosses of. They are the senior executives in all these agencies, though they may not be experienced in those agencies. And now what we hear is, of course, every year they have a review board and they get a raise every year. And who votes on their raise? Their subordinates. And if the subordinates don't support them for a raise, then of course I imagine they'd be fired. Because these people actually have the authority to fire civil servants uh, or at least make their life miserable and move, you know, to do horrible things to them. So what you are stating, let me, let me restate this for the people who might not have understood the profound thing you just said. 500 Department of Justice lawyers pay out the SES, which is basically the shadow government. These are the bureaucrats. These are the status quo people. These are the non-elected officials who actually control even presidential appointments. They control every agency at the top. These people are appointed right now, maybe 10,000 of them, probably eight, more than 8,000 of them for sure, are appointed by Obama himself. So they're his foot soldiers, his cadre. They call themselves the Keystone. But in that Keystone, which is the thing that holds an arch together, is a column. So we call them the fifth column. They are the enemy within. They are the true shadow government. When you say deep state, let's get specific. This is the shadow government. This is a government within the government that no one even knows existed, controlled by 500 lawyers who give themselves raises every year. And by the way, the punchline is, guess what? Those 500 Department of Justice lawyers are also Michael McKibben. They're all SES members. Oh, my gosh. So SES members then will be giving SES members themselves raises every year no one can stop them. No one can fire them. And some of them, literally, no one knows how much money they make because it's hidden. And as you said, sabotage, booby traps, all kinds of horrible things. I tried to get those documents. I couldn't copy a single word from any of them. And so you, your engineers, whoever figured out how to get into these very um, public and overt documents that are completely hidden, 
And thank you well, it, for it, finding one of those people who's on it that then connects it to the bigger picture. Can you name one of those fancy little lawyers that's on there that might be of interest to people? You ever heard of Bruce Orr? Oh, no. Fourth in command of the Department of Justice and also the National Security Division, who has now been demoted twice, but they can't fire him because he's SES? Yeah, I've heard of him. Right. Yeah, the... the uh there's so many things wrong with this story. One is the fact that not one elected official is described in any uh, uh, part of this board. So this board acts independent of the people we elect in government. So, you know, in general, we've always wondered why elected people go to Washington and they can't get anything done. This explains it. They don't have the power of the purse if we elect them. These guys have the power of the purse for our entire federal government, not only the 800 or 8,000 or so SES employees that they oversee, but obviously by inference, everyone that works for them. So they control what goes on in our government, and we have no transparency into this operation. They control 2.5 million federal employees through a group of what we are calling the Council of 500 or the Department of Justice SS. Just drop the E. It's the SS, folks. That's who we're dealing with. And yeah, Bruce this Orr, is exactly what often SS did during World War II in Germany. And, you know, I just want to go back and say, you know, you mined 498 names, and then I begged you to please find a, a couple more, and then I added a couple and you allowed me to add them. That would be Barack Obama and Joe Biden, who is allowed to appoint these people. They can't fire them but they can appoint them. They can push them out, and they appoint the people who can push other people in and out, and they rotate from office to office to office on a very regular basis, so nobody can be held responsible for anything. Nobody knows who they are. Their subordinates are then cannot have any organization whatsoever because the leaders who come in, who are the, they're the buffer. They're running interference for Obama. And while I'm on a roll, we then discovered that they are all trained as what we would call an uh, indoctrination, perhaps, through the Senior Executive Institute in Virginia. Every SES member must go through that. So I looked at their curriculum. Here is their curriculum. As soon as you're appointed to one of these, you go there and you are taught by corporate representatives, international, transnationalists, call them globalists, let's call them what they are. These are corporate imperialistic pigs who have their foot on both sides of the fence, our enemies and us, they're telling us what to do. And who are these people? They come in and they train the SES members, which is SES, SEA, SIS, and, and the other 10 or so groups that there are of these all underneath one banner. They are a paramilitary organization. They got their own flag, they got their own union, and they got their own communication system, and they are told what to do by the people who appointed them, and they do it because they get paid more than anybody else in the civil service. It was taken over in 1978. It was uh, implemented by Mar uh, Christine Marcy, and an able danger is out there uh, saying that Christine Marcy, who used to be the head of this, uh, people are calling her saying, you told us this was safe. It's now collapsing. So people believe that the deep state is collapsing because the the Americans for Innovation and aimfortruth.org worked together and then you worked with these brilliant engineers to create a searchable database for the SES 
You can plug in your favorite person, see if they're one of the corruptocrats. And mind you, when they, John Podesta couldn't get a top secret security clearance because he was a Russian agent who hadn't even filed, just like his brother. That's what's what they did, right? Uh, Manafort is got, got in great deal of trouble, and Rick Gates, great deal of trouble in the Mueller investigation for that. But no, no, the Podestas can do it. So what happened to Podesta and Sidney Blumenthal and anybody else in Hillary's camp that couldn't get a top-secret security clearance? They became an SES member because they don't have to answer any questions. They don't have to give their background. They don't have to even prove that they are an American citizen, and they can move into one of these jobs that not even the president himself could fire them. So we say Obama appointed them, and President Trump can't even fire them. So you you look at this list, and another dynamic from business that um, really bothers me about this list. One is it's all attorneys. 500 attorneys, unelected, unaccountable, make decisions for the spending of all of our tax dollars in this country. And as a person in business who deals with people in a lot of different disciplines, one of the things you learn about working with attorneys is I've never met an attorney that didn't have 10 answers for five problems. <laughs> and there are good ones, obviously, but when it comes to business experience, getting things done, creating things, you often find attorneys to be more obstructionist than helpful. Uh, now, sometimes you need that to uh, slow you down when you're going in the wrong direction, but not always. But what what I've learned in my business life is uh, going to somebody in law to a hammer, the whole world's a nail. And to an attorney, all problems are billable hours. It's not about a result. It's about them. It's about billable hours. It's about keeping the partners happy. It's about taking care of, of your colleagues. It's about keeping the judge happy. It's about all these things that don't have to do with producing results. And, and that's, where, uh, that, that, that's what's so offensive about looking at this list, that we have been hijacked a long time ago, obviously, by this group of people. These are the people. These are the names, in my opinion that control the spending and when you control the spending you have a lot of control over people's lives i mean who who gets it whoever gets a check from these people is obviously going to listen to these people is obviously going to take their lead and none of these people are stupid so they get real clever about how they use this money to influence where they want that person they're paying to go, and then where they want the people that are working for that person to go, and then it spreads out from there like a like a web, to the point where, as you say, we these people are controlling millions of people's livelihoods, and it it's a tyranny. It it's it's a it's abuse. Absolutely. So, go ahead. Uh, well, I would just say that notice that none of these lawyers are going to take a job in the government unless they have SEA, SES pay, which is higher than even the vice president makes as a starting base salary, as well as special uh, awards. And if they get awards and they get more money and they have special uh, uh, payment agreements and payroll agreements, and they make sure that the career people don't want these jobs because they say they're at will. 
Right now, what we are seeing is the most beautiful opportunity, beautiful opportunity, not only because Bruce Orr was the DOJ contact with Christopher Steele, who has absolutely attacked the United States government with the dossier, which was an attempt of a coup d'etat. It was an attempt to frame a president during an election, uh, a candidate, and then later a coup d'etat. So Christopher Steele is an enemy of the state, and everyone who contacted him in that would be an enemy of the state. That would be Bruce Orr. So here we have Bruce Orr, enemy of the state, admitted contact with this criminal, corrupt, propagandist. Don't even get me started on Christopher Steele, because right now Grassley has said he needs to be criminally investigated, and he probably will, and that is the leverage point. So your point before you were insinuating, oh yeah, Bruce Orr, you know, Bruce Orr is exactly like this that situation is exactly like what really happened with the civil service. The civil service in 1978 through Jimmy Carter and through, uh, was put into place this uh, Civil Service Reform Act of 1978 by 1979 or so. I think you have the exact times and details, but uh, this Christine Marcy, Abel Danger's sister, sets up a new civil service. And so she sets up the Office of Personnel Management and two other services, agencies, and then she sets up the SES. But the SES from the get-go is set up as what we call the fifth column. It's the opposition within. So then you look at where it was headed. At the same time, Serco, which was RCA, just started taking over one military contract after the next until now, literally hundreds and hundreds of contracts are controlled by Serco. And Serco is one of the corporations that comes in and teaches SES members. They say, hire Serco. Who is Serco? That is England. That is the same British imperialists that we have yet to win the first American Revolution against because they hung out and they started the Federal Reserve and, and then the UN and the IMF and on and on and on, the World Bank, World Trade Organization. So you've, you've heard all those stories. But what's really happening here is Serco, they're just like Christopher Steele. They're an outside entity attacking our government. But Serco gets all the contracts because SES is all slanted. It might as well be the SS. It might as well be the Nazi SS. Just as you keep pointing out, and it just sinking into my head, yes, these 500 people control the 10,000 who control the 2.5 million who control the rest of us, because it's all about money. So, Serco, British government. Christopher Steele, British government. Bruce Orr, Department of Justice. Who runs the SES and pays everybody off? Department of Justice lawyers. And just to give you an example, at the same time, later changed from a, a law into a regulation by Janet Reno, SES covers the payment of the Office of Special Counsel. Robert Mueller and his gang of warlord lawyers coming out of Wilmer Hale and other absolutely corrupt international lawyer firms that shouldn't even be allowed to exist... <coughs> They came in, and what are they really doing? He is being paid as a special counsel. He has allowed by law $100 million for his one case per year. These are the kind of financial arrangements created by the SES and the overthrow of our own civil service 
by, unfortunately, they have to say it, our dear friends, the Brits, because, you know, they have an English accent and you have to trust everyone with an English accent. That's why we give them all the contracts. They have nice English accents. No, we are in a second American revolution. And one of the people, one of the groups we need to get away from is the intelligence agencies, members, DOJ, FBI, NSA, all of the intelligence agencies. When those people get out, they go to work for corporations, international corporations, what we call the rogue CIA. Serco is the perfect example of the rogue CIA. So what you have discovered, the Council of 500, is one of the biggest discoveries to reveal the deep state and to show who the shadow government is. So killing the deep state? You want to kill the deep state? Do what Trump just did two years in a row to allow the Holman clause or Holman uh, rule to come into effect, which is put into effect at the time that budgets are passed. And it was put into effect a long time ago, over 100 years ago, where, where they said, oh, we can't get rid of all these federal employees. Too many uh, three-stage uh, due process, nobody can be fired. So we're going to give the president the ability not to fire any one of them and not to stop a complete agency will simply let the president lower their salary to $1 per year and they will leave. Mr. President, thank you for hiring Joseph Genova, And I believe that because we just saw John Dodd, the number one litigator from the Mueller investigation, quit, we're going to see the end of the investigation probably coming up soon because of what we said in our recent broadcast. But what I'm uh, what I'm getting at is the president can simply say all SES members, especially the Council of 500, the SS, the Nazi SS that runs the SES, you get a dollar a year from now on. And then we'll see how fast those lawyers run for the hills because ain't no lawyer got their mind on anything else but money, just as you said, billable hours. So I want to thank you and your researchers who are able to go into the deep, deep mines of Moria and dig up this, this mithril, this magical uh, metal substance, most amazing substance, and then you fashion it into your press releases uh, from the press room that go out and actually shock people. And in the rest of the alternative news, we hear unbelievable tsunamis in, uh, from uh, what has happened with the release of the information about the true nature of the shadow government, the SES, and now... Thank you so much for your newest revelation today, the Council of Five Hundred, or what are you calling it? There's you got a fancy name for it. Oh, there were several. One was uh, the DOJ SS Five Hundred. Yeah, I like <laughs> that one. <laughs> well, I mean, we cannot have a country run by lawyers. I mean, let's get real here. Lawyers are there to serve. They're not there to drive. And it's, it's upside down. It's, it's, it's no wonder, you know, when I, one of the things that I was, uh, I guess, fascinated by when I started down the path of suing Facebook for patent infringement was I noticed how unbelievably arrogant the people in the, in the justice system were and how, how unbelievably arrogant the Facebook attorneys were and that carried on right up to the Supreme Court. And I thought, where do they get all this arrogance? Uh, 
And then you see how this Mueller investigation is going and how arrogant they've been for so long. And this explains it. They knew the system was rigged and they would win. It was just a matter of time. They act with impunity. They're above the law. They are lawlessness taken to the extreme. Uh, Remember, it was that gang of three, Mueller, Comey, and Rosenstein, who covered up 911. Mueller was personally responsible for it. And when you look into his history, he didn't do anything right. These people do not prosecute any criminals. Look at their history. When they go after a criminal, they'll go after a mob boss. Okay, everyone knew the mob boss was guilty for 40 years. And it took, you know, Preet Bahara, how do you say his name? Preet, Preet Bahara. Yeah. Baharara. Yeah, it took him 10 years to get one mob boss so that he could put a feather in his cap. Okay, it took, oh, don't get me started on McCabe because now we have... I'm so upset about McCabe because, remember, McCabe covered up the Clinton scandals. The four Clinton investigations, this lawyer, this this horrible, 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 treasonous, seditious criminal covered up the four investigations into the Clinton Foundation, which an idiot could have charged them and showed how guilty they were. I, th- I think just about everyone in the world knows how guilty the Clintons are, but no, those all went to the wayside. We never heard anything about that. Uranium One? went to the Wade side. Thank you, Mr. McCabe. The uh, uh, the political corruption in, in Virginia and Terry McAuliffe went to the wayside. Oh, thank you. He was in charge of that. So I get really upset when these lawyers come in and do things like Comey in exonerating Clinton had non-lawyers change his language. They were non-lawyers. Change his language so that it wouldn't be loaded, so that there would be no legal accusation in his exoneration. This, and then James Baker, first one to get out. John Carlin out of the Department of Justice, first ones to jump ship are the lawyers. So when I saw John Dodd today jump ship from the Mueller investigation, I thought to myself, top litigator they have, the litigation's over. Why? Because it's all been tainted. Don't get me started on that. But, you know, Flynn... Uh, was in, interviewed by Strzok. Strzok changed the 302. Well, <clears throat> uh, Thomas, this is Lent, and um, it was just <laughs> at uh, church service last night. And one of the things I'm reminded of uh, is Jesus' words when the disciples asked how you could tell whether someone was a good person or not, because sometimes you can't tell. And he said, well, you'll know them by their fruits. And this arrogance that I was just talking about that I've seen in in our federal courts is very similar arrogance to what I used to see when I uh, booked music groups into the Soviet Union. And we had encounters with the KGB and government officials. And it's exactly the same kind of arrogance that I saw with the KGB and the Soviet leaders as we're seeing out of our federal justice department. And now what we see is the same kind of people. It's people who have rigged a system and they're driving it and they're abusing the rest of the citizenry. We are very close to an inflection point here. Well, James Clapper and his 17 intelligence agencies, the intelligence community, all 17 of them wrote a thing called Paradox of Progress. And 
in this intelligence report, which they released to the whole world, which tells the whole world for the next five years what their strategy is. Oh, that makes a lot of sense, right? That the intelligence community that drives the military would tell everyone what they're going to do. Anyway, he says... Such, such bastions of morality. Isn't it great? They, they don't even care to hide the fact that they're on both sides at once. And now that's the right. reason we see Clapper and Brennan out there just lying until their face is going to fall off because uh, it's just astounding. But, you know, you're so right about you'll know them by their fruits. And that's what we do in our research and our intelligence reports. We go back and we show you all, all of Comey's crimes, his 28 treasonous, treasonous crimes just during the election time and in, in his attack, his coup d'etat against Trump. We showed you all of, uh, we showed you a bunch, not all, a bunch of Mueller's crimes and the way Mueller taught Comey how to be a criminal just like him. And who do you think they were in with, of course, the White House corruptocrats. Since Jimmy Carter and on, the CIA has had so much influence in the White House that when they get out of the White House, they turn towards the rogue CIA. In other words, corporate intelligence to make themselves their own money. But then it entered into the White House with George H.W. Bush. He tried to assassinate Reagan. Come on. Hello? So he could become president. Does anybody not know he was part of the JFK assassination? Does anybody not know Alan Dulles was his best friend? Don't get me started. The White House has become a rogue CIA even while the president is in the White House. And the way they do that is they use the, uh, as soon as they get out, they go onto boards. George H.W. Bush went onto the Carlisle board and in one year went from a millionaire to a billionaire. Then he started, the Vulcan group went and basically ripped off and fleeced all of the uh, satellites of the USSR, the countries that had been part of the USSR. Then they ripped off Russia, and then they went after the oil and the gold. Then the Clintons came along, and they said, oh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry I got to throw this out. But they're lawyers. This is what it's all about. These lawyers do this. The Clintons come about, and what do they do? As you pointed out, and I never knew, they started how many? 25 foundations, and they were started in Arkansas before they even came to the White House. They knew they were going to do these scandals long beforehand. So now you go after them, and what do you find? You find that when they get out of the White House, they go where the money flows, they set up a foundation, you give the money to them, they take their cut, and then they give it to others. Let me just point out one example of that. Alexander Downer, the very man who turned in George Papadopoulos that started John Brennan's attempt, oh, it started John Brennan's request to the FBI counterintelligence department to start a counterintelligence investigation operation excuse me against George Papadopoulos and thus Trump who is Alexander Downer he the year before as an uh, a major player in Australia he gave to the Clinton Foundation 28 billion dollars uh, actually it was 80 billion over a number about five years 28 billion in one year for AIDS drugs. This is what happens. The Clintons go to the pharmaceutical companies. They buy the drugs for cheap. We all know that the drugs are a hundred times more their price here in America than they are when those same drugs go to Africa. Clintons buy the, they don't even buy them. They just get their piece of the pie. It's a tax and it runs through them. And then their AIDS foundation was supposed to help people out in Australia. As we all know, they take 98% to 90%. Uh, excuse me, 95 to 98% they take for administrative costs. So if they don't get it outright by donations, they simply put a tax on everything 
where money flows. Look at Haiti. I remember when Bill Clinton came on the air with commercials, just blanketed the television with commercials. And what did he say? Do not give your money to the Red Cross. Give it to the Clinton Foundation. We'll get it there faster. It never got to the people of Haiti. This is what they've done with the relief fund. This is what they do with Uranium One was through the Clinton Juicedra Sustainability Growth Fund, which is a way to rip off mines, gold mines, uranium mines, you name it. That's what that scam's about. $200 million on one day payment to Bill Clinton for helping Frank Juistra get Uranium One through the CFIUS, well, first off, get the deal with Putin and then help $145 million went to Hillary and the, and the Clinton Foundation for her getting it through the CFIUS. And remember, who protected them? Lawyers and FBI. Right. FBI lawyers. James well, Baker. Well, when, when you've got this, when you've got this uh, uh, pack of 500 behind you, you can, you can indict a ham sandwich. You can protect a ham sandwich from any crime you wish. Exactly. But you can't indict Hillary Clinton. Why? Because the shadow government wants the status quo. Hillary was the status quo. It was letting the corporate takeover of America be complete. It was TPP. It was NAFTA. That was Bill Clinton. It was the World Trade Organization allowing China in. That was Hillary Clinton going on the Walmart board and making untold amount of money. What was Skolkovo? The, the uh, tech city outside of Moscow, was it Moscow or St. Petersburg? Moscow. Moscow. Uh, that was them getting $145 million for Uranium One because one part of the tech city was giving Putin control of our uranium and letting Putin be in control of all world uranium and building him, giving him 500, it was either 400 or $500 million to help build a uranium plant in Russia as part of our um nuclear summit that hillary had with putin if you want to talk well, cisco, about cisco put in a billion oh yes you can name the people uh name some of the people who helped that tech city come forward raytheon well it was intel raytheon cisco microsoft google the usual suspects and I was just studying it the other day. No one knows what the real outcome of those investments are. Could be as much as $100 billion. But Raytheon built a factory there to build hypersonic missiles and gave them the technology that now the Department of Defense admits we do not have any intercept missiles that can stop a hypersonic missile. And so you have Putin coming out saying, laughing at us, basically saying, thank you, Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton for the reset. You brought us up to high speed, even better speed than you are with our military equipment, with our technology, with our cyber technology, with all, with microprocessing chips, everything. They built, they built, oh, oh I forget how many it was. I think there was something like 10,000 small businesses came out of that. They, we gave money, U.S. taxpayer money to start 10,000 new small businesses in Russia. And then we want to say, we need to put sanctions on them and they're our enemy? No, I can explain the sanctions, but you know you know how I get, Michael. I go way off in the weeds. So let's come yeah, back. You're in the weeds. Do you want to talk about uh, uh, dude Zuckerberg going to Congress? Uh, 
you know, not really. Uh, I think um, he is such an empty suit. Uh, it, it's just not worth spending a whole lot of time on. Anything he says is highly scripted, reading from a teleprompter, very coached. And uh, I've kind of written him off in my mind a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, he's pathetic. Now, what cracks me up is that it was the it was the Democrats who owned Facebook and Google, and now to say that Cambridge Analytica helped out Trump win the election. That is such nonsense. Look at the statistics. Well, it's such a such a diversion, because the 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 Facebook and Google databases are true big data. What they're talking about is uh, a thimble full of data, and trying to make a big story out of it. I mean, it's ridiculous. Precisely, two hundred seventy people, two hundred seventy thousand people. They claim that this is their math. This would be the same math the lawyers use to pay themselves their raises out of SES, out of the Council of 500, out of the, the uh, SS, the DOJ SS Council of 500, paymaster corruptocrats. It's the same exact logic. 270,000 people were in that study. Cambridge Analytical, Analytica got it third hand, and the mainstream media says it was 50 million from 270,000. To 50 million. That's the math of the mainstream media. Uh, no, that was, as you say, that was a thimbleful of water uh, being poured into the ocean. And as we know, because you've pointed out, it was the U.S. Digital Service that actually even changed the algorithms and all of Google and turned right. Facebook into a PSYOPs project that was controlled by, well, I say this, by the uh, Department of Defense Board of Broadcasting Governor, the uh, Global uh, Engagement Center, which the, the people who ran it came out and said they did. They were those fake right. Russians buying those ads. And the people at IRA, the supposed Putin uh, incubation hacker group, not a one of those people worked for IRA during the election. But we, with, as you say, a grand jury indictment, we're going to indict this ham sandwich of 13 Russians who cannot be, of course, indicted, and nothing can be proven, but that shows there's a conspiracy, because remember, well, there was a conspiracy. Let me, let, me, let me contrast Let me contrast that this silly story with a serious story in 2009, in September of 2009, thanks to the dogged efforts of Judicial Watch, Tom Fitton, um, and his team, they dug out emails that Hillary had where she had in her position possession actual contract gsa contracts that were not on the gsa schedule and publicly available that showed that she started paying facebook in september to write a template for winning elections that's an exact quote from the uh, russian engineer at facebook who was in charge of that project and they then he went over to india and hired indians to actually write the template and we have the contracts. Now, that's real information. That's real scandal. This stuff we're hearing from Cambridge Analytica is just silly. Yeah, that's right. What was his name? Uh, I Igor Shevelinsko or something? I mean, D we know his Dimitri name. Dmitry Shevelinko. Dmitry Shevelinko. We know his name. We have the contracts. And wait, didn't Hillary literally sign one of those because she was the Secretary of State? Didn't she sign that GSA contract? I think. The 
those were all GSA contracts under her watch. So, yeah, yeah of course yeah. she did. She's and they were in her folks. emails. She had them. Uh, the, the corruption is so astounding that we have to start the dominoes falling. And here is how you can start the dominoes falling, Mr. President and Joseph Di Genova. You need to write a check to the people. But first off, let me explain something to people. Bell, Ma Bell, Bell Laboratory, AT&T, Verizon, Sprint, 47% of the money they get comes from the U.S. taxpayers through the government. The same is true, not that percent, but the same is true for Amazon. And that's the reason CIA has a contract, huge, huge, hundreds of million dollar contracts with them. Same is true for Facebook, which is a, which is an NQTEL PSYOPs experiment of weaponizing social media. And then you have Eric Schmidt, who came over from Bell Labs, which is, of course, totally corrupt, and uh, put up the money, which then he became a billionaire from for Google and took over Google and then became Alphabet. So what do we really have? These are monopolies, folks. These monopolies will all end the day that President Donald J. Trump signs a check to Leaders Technologies for $1 billion, and this is my opinion only, my opinion, uh, because that would then cause there to have to be an investigation to why he paid them, and then they would find out that IBM Eclipse was the front group that stole the source code from Leader Technologies, and then all these Silicon Valley cardboard cutout boy kings and Eric Schmidt would all be shown for who they are. The antitrust and the, uh, the monopoly laws and RICO would come into effect. All their stuff would be seized, and then the government could turn it over to the rightful owner. And then it would be ran the way it was supposed to, without surveillance, to create freedom of information, to let information flow where it's going to go, and to absolutely keep it away from the military and keep it away from being weaponized. And that is exactly what Michael McKibben and his engineers and leader technology intended for it to be. So, Mr. President, the Miller Act, you have the right to pay them for what they have done. All you, And it's the second you do that, you acknowledge the true owner of that source code and all that came from it. And what would happen, folks, is the war that's going on, the cyber wars would all end, and they could end literally in the, in the blink of an eye. That is, that's my opinion, but that's what I'm promoting. And I know that some of your shareholders are saying, yes, pay us, pay us, because, you know, really, we are talking about three to five trillion dollar ripoff. Maybe one of the biggest ripoffs in history was the ripoff of social media. At, well, we, I use that stupid term, but what that means is when it went from just being small chat rooms to being a million, a billion people, that's what Leader Technologies did. And there were many patents involved in that copyright, and many other things stolen. This isn't a one-time thing, and the proof is conclusive because this went all the way to the Supreme Court, and the lower court said that Facebook was guilty in 11 of 11 counts. So I hope dude Zuckerberg goes to Congress and opens his mouth and sticks his foot in it, as he always does, and demonstrates that he had nothing to do with any of this. This has been a conspiracy to take over the most revolutionary technology, cyber technology that we've had since the invention of the internet would be the, the uh, release of what would be the, the 
the codes to create social networking, which is in every part of our life and now that commerce is totally linked to the internet. If we do not do this, Mr. President, then the very people who told you that, uh, what do they call it? Um, the freedom on the internet, they have now, uh, they want to have a, a bill of rights for the internet, but, beside, right. but they want to have freedom on the internet. Freedom for big companies to rip off us small people. They charge us to be on the internet, but they don't pay to be on the internet. That was net, net neutrality. Net neutrality. Thank you very much. So anyway, Mr. President, please take a look at this. Have your lawyers look at it. You'll see that what we're saying is true. And in fact, take a look at the court cases and then take a look at American for Innovation's timeline because it will give you all the evidence you need to indict these people. And if you wish to take down the shadow government, use the Holman clause and pay him a dollar and watch all the lawyers flee from D.C. And until the lawyers are gone, there will never be any freedom there because most of the lobbyists are also lawyers and they represent corporations instead of representing we the people. SES, Circo SES is an attempt to overthrow America exactly as Christopher Steele and his garbage dossier and the conspiracy involved with the Department of Justice, FBI, and the White House, and also Samantha Powers and, and Clapper and the whole group, that conspiracy is an attempt to, even at this moment, overthrow our duly elected president with a coup d'etat. So we need to just start taking these lawyers out, getting rid of them, and cleaning out the swamp, because most of the stench in the swamp comes from lawyers.